Tonight's dedicated to the memory of my father-in-law, Mendel Gettinger, who passed away on Shushan Purim. My wife and I were hand holding his arms. His oxygen was slipping. And um, I didn't have time to call for another round of an ICU because his pulse rate just stopped. He took his last breath on the 65th anniversary of my first breath. And he waited till after Bain Hashmashot of Purim. He waited till after Purim was completed, completely, till Seisakur Chovim, because his whole life had been the study of Bain Hashmashot, that in-between time, between day and night, that very, very murky, gray time, because he was a halachic precisionist, and it really, it really excited him how halacha and the Torah deals with the gray time, that which is not night and that which is not day. And he wrote a book, Menach Yoma, which we launched two years ago after years and years of torturous study and research, which was launched here in New York. And that was his life's work. And he waited till after Bain Hashmoshes to give up his ghost. This is uh, dedicated in a man, the memory of a man who was larger than life for me, taught me everything I knew in Nigle, in the exoteric Torah, and uh, really challenged me um, over the years to uh, deal with the complexities of life and death situations in medicine and in... Uh, so he was really the biggest influence in my life. This she is dedicated to him. And uh, the Talmud talks about death as a misas nishika, the kiss of death. Kiss of death comes from this very pasuk, as it says in Deuteronomy 34, And Moses, the servant of God, died. In the land of Moab, page 1122, verse 5. 1122, verse 5. He died. Now, what does it say after the end of that pasuk? What does it say? And he died. The servant of Moses died, but Eretz Moab, right? What are the last three words? What are the last three words of that pasuk? Hebrew. Al pi Adonai. Al. Al pi Adunai? So that's the literal translation. It should have said, by the word of God. He died by the word of God. But what is it? On the mouth of Hashem. Meaning, as we will see, the kiss. There was a kiss. And I want to show you this midrash, because my father-in-law died with that kiss. I saw it. And I want to show you today a midrash that um, talks about that final hour of Moses' life in the midrashic imagination. And it's the very last midrash in Devarim. Okay? And then we will end up with that kiss. 
So, God says, Behold, it is time for you to die. The Medrash says, that the Gzar Din was given 10 times already. It says already in 32, Umus Bahar, go up to that mountain and you shall die. And then Moses tells the people, Ki Anochi Mes, I'm about to die, and I want you to learn this song, Harazinu. Ki Odato Mosi, and you're going to know after my death that you will sin. 10 times it mentions Moses' death, so and remember, the Gzardin, the decree was not nichtam. Chotem means sealed, meaning it wasn't carried out. The Gzardin, the decree, you shall die, was given, but the final decree of fulfilling it wasn't yet given. The Dover Zeh, and the fact that he was hovering between the sentence and the carrying out of the sentence of death, the Medrash says, it was light in his eyes. He wasn't too bothered by it. Why? You know, I'm Israel. They sinned many sins. Many times. And as long as I sought mercy for them, God accepted my plea and he put off the nichtam hadin. The gzardin was there, but I was able to push it away. So it was kal in my eyes. Lochain, it's, it's not a problem. So, in, and as you can see, I, I have, I've done it in basically, I've, I've, I've divided this midrash into five scenes. Can you see that? In a Shakespearean manner. <laughs> So the first one is scene one, Kal Be'ene Moshe. Argument. Do you see the argument? Israel sinned. Hey, I got them off the hook. So, you know, it's going to be fine. Okay. When God saw, Kivan Shera Kodesh Baruchu. Now, when God saw, Shekal Hadavar Be'enav. I want you to not just think about what I'm saying, but I want you to think about the Bala Medrash who's writing this. Remember, this is written, what, 4th, uh, 5th century CE? This is a thousand years after the Bible. So don't think that this is Medrash is, you know, given on Harasinai. <laughs> this is written as to a beautiful poetic view of Moses' death, right? And I want you to go into the mind of the writer and saying, what's going on in his head? Why is he telling me this? Why is he showing me this resistance of Moshe? Moshe is the big tzaddik. Time to die? Let's go. No, not so fast. There's a, there's a sikhsuch. There's a whole argument going on through five scenes that we're going to see before he finally says, okay, I accept it. Kivan shehu ra, HaKadosh Baruch Hu shekal hadavar be'enav, that it's very, very trivial in Moses' eyes. Ve'eno made b'tfilah, and he doesn't even stand in tfilah to say, hey God, please, please, could you just put it off? Miyad Israel. At that point, he swore, you're never going to go into Eretz Israel. 
So the, here the Balamedish is saying, I gotta have a black and white, good and bad guy reason why Moshe, the big tzaddik, shouldn't go into Eretz Yisrael. Doesn't say why. Well, the Bible does say why, because you didn't sanctify me by the rock. Well, first time you tell me to strike it. Second time you tell me to talk to it. What's going on here? I mean, you can say, for that? That's too trivial for me not to go to Israel. So the Bala Medrash wants to add. It's an expansion on the guilt of Moshe by saying, you know what? When he was told, when it's time for you to die, you didn't do anything about it. Why? You relied on your zchus. I got him off the hook. I'll get myself off the hook. Sure, I can do this. I'm pretty cool at this tweaking the divine. Therefore, I swear you will not go into Eretz Yisrael. Who's he swearing to? He's swearing. The Abish is swearing. You're not going to go into Eretz Yisrael. Okay. Kivan Shera. Now suddenly is a wake-up call. Now that Moshe Rabbeinu sees that the final decree of the sentence must be carried out, where do we have this gzardin and nechtamadin? Yom Kippur. What do we say on the Elah? Khatmenu, not Kozvenu. Kozvenu is write us in the book of life. By Neila we say, seal us in the book of life. I see a hint here. Since Moshe Rabbeinu saw Shenechtam, Chatima, it's now the final decree. There's no going back. Shkozarlov. Now what does he do? Suddenly he's got the wake-up call. I got cancer. Oh my gosh, I better go to Shulandam. And he sits in the bots. He goes into a muddy bank and he sits there in the dirt. And he does, he fasts. And he says, I'm not moving from here until you remove the decree. That's what he says. I am not moving here until you move the decree. <coughs> He put on sackcloth, and he dressed, he wrapped himself in sackcloth. He rolled in the dirt. Now he gets up and davens. And he says, And he is such a powerful person that now the Shemaim and Oretz are shaking. When Moshe, got, when Moshe puts his mind to it, you're not talking about anyone else. You're talking about the Jewish atlas who holds the earth and the heaven above. And when he starts to shake, everything shakes. The Sidre Bracious and the whole order of Bracious starts shaking in its foundations. It's so, it's so everything is just right, balanced. And when Moshe Rabbeinu starts shrieking, everything starts shaking. The Omru and the heavens and earth say, Oh my gosh, Shemra Higiat Sivyona Shal Kodesh Baruchu. Maybe it's the desire for God to destroy the world, Ulechadesh Solom, and renew it. Meaning, there's earthquakes going on because of Moshe. Maybe it's time for God to destroy this world and recreate another. Remember, he was Mechadesh Solom, but many times that God destroyed the world and renewed the world until he came to this world. So maybe it's one of those times, you know, God's having his renewal attack. Yotsasob Baskol. 
And so a voice goes out. It's not God's voice. Well, it is. It's a bat call. It's an echo. An echo comes from the chamber on high. Bat call. Don't get the wrong impression. No, this is not God deciding to recreate the world. It's just Moses having a panic attack. What, what are the exact words? Um, actually, it does, they don't say it. They just quote a pasuk from Job. Asher biodo nefesh kol chai v'ruach kol ish. Meaning, Job is saying in chapter 12, everything's in God's hands. Even the nefesh of all living, breathing things, v'ruach kol ish, and all the spirit of man's flesh are dependent on God inspiring you and expiring you. That's what Job says. Because it says, The ish is, refers in Job, according to the Medrash, to Moses. Not every man, only Moses. So it's God who's causing Moses to have this, this reaction to tefillah. What's the panic attack about? The panic attack is death. The fear of death. Why would a man, or his reluctance to die, his reluctance to die. Or his reluctance to not enter Israel, right? Yeah. Why, why do you say he's scared of death? Because why you say it says, scared the, not to go into Israel? Oh, because, it's, because he says, um, he man lamut. It says, your time has come. He korev lamut. Now, God, it's true, God makes the swear that you'll never go into Israel, but that means that you will die says, outside. Uh, you will die. Hmm? It was that God said, that's the Gazardin. What was Kalbeinav, what was trivial, is that he felt, he's not going to go through with it, I can just do that, and I've done it many times before. That's what was Kalbeinav. God then says, oh really? So trivial? Hey man, you ain't going there. You ain't going to the promised land. It ain't happening. Now he realizes he's going to be dying outside. He puts on time, he starts davening, and the whole world shakes to his foundations. So God says, oh my God, the heavens and the earth and everything is shaking. Uh, that means his prayer is reaching all the hosts of heavens. Miyada Kodesh Baruch he runs to his telephone. But Oysa Shah, Hichwis, Bechol Shar, Bechal, Sherokia, Bechol Basin, Ubasin, Shaloyi, Kablut, Philosophical Mo. He starts getting threatened by Moshe. Hakodesh Baruch Hu calls everyone, says, Close the gates, lock down the hatches, stop the basin. I don't want anyone listening to Moses' prayer. He's threatened by Moshe. So he's almost semi-divine, Moshe, right? His prayers are going to shake the world. All the bastions are going to go in his favor. Why? Because he's guiltless. He's sinless. Look what he did. He took us out of Mitzrayim. So Kodesh Baruch said, close the doors. Close the body. Shut the phones off the hook. So that Malach, who's in charge of, you know, it's our Jewish Hermes, right? Hermes is the messenger of the gods. So his name was Akrizriel. His, his job, Akzriel, was to go down the sprint phone lines and shut the doors. And he says, not only to Akzriel, but to all the Malachi all the angels. 
Close all the gates of the firmament. Because the voice of Moshe that's going up in Tfila is reaching the highest reaches. And the Rakiyas wanted to come up to God and say, hey, hey you got to accept this guy. And he said, tell them no. Tevarim Rabbah, the very last, the very last medrash in the Torah. And it's quoted in Gemara too, or not? No. No. What is God's fear? What is God's fear? Because the medrash makes God into a protagonist in this Shakespearean drama. What is he afraid of? Because you finish the medrash. All right. Amar So that's the end of C one, right? And it says, el Adonai ba'etahi, chapter three of Deuteronomy. And I pleaded with God. Now that has to do back there with the golden calf. But here, if you add up the letters of va'etchanan, it is 515, meaning he prayed 515 prayers. The gematria of va'etchanan. We're at this time, last day, last hour of his life. There's, it's all very smudgy, right? That was Va'atchanan, and we can take it out of Devarim chapter 3 and place it right here. How many times did he pray? Well, I know. Back then he prayed Va'etchanan time, so it must be no less. Okay, scene 2. God has locked down the Rakia, closed the Bote Dinim, everything is silent, no one is listening to his prayer. So Moses has failed. Scene 2. Okay, now we got to sit down, right? When nothing works, the husband and the wife, they got to sit down at mediation. Got to face each other with your lawyers. All right, let's make a deal. Moshe Rabbeinu says, okay, you got me. My tefillah isn't working. You're not going to accept the gazardin and change it. You're going ahead with it. Now I have to appeal to you. What was the appeal? Now listen carefully. Two things. A. Now listen here, Everybody knows. They know what I've suffered. That I suffered for your people, Am Yisrael. Until they finally believed in you. My whole career has been one big pain. The mitzvahs. Maybe you could see it in your heart. Now that I've got them through the wilderness, through all the Taurus, and I was the one that had to carry it. Maybe you can let me in and let me see some good times do. And now that I finally brought them to the border, you're going to tell me I can't cross the Jordan? You're making your Torah into a hypocrisy. Fluster. Why? Because it says in the Torah, because it says a person should be rewarded for their actions, and I want to be rewarded. And if you don't reward me, then what's your Torah? It's hypocrisy. 
Secondly, why did he think that the reward was being with Hashem? Because that is such a reward. Good question. I don't think he had this view of the afterlife the way we think of it. There's no mention of the afterlife in the Bible. Where are you getting that from? That comes from Gomorrah, later Midrashim, apocryphal literature. This afterlife, this trias amazing business comes very late in the apocryphal literature in Daniel. At this point, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It might be that he wanted to be to go into Eretz Israel. He had spent 40 years trying. Why shouldn't he be able to go and see Hahar Hatov Hazeva Halavanon? He had been talking about this beautiful land flowing with milk and honey, with this beautiful, beautiful, I don't know, this winter has been so amazing. Everything is green. You go into the Hari Yehuda, the desert is blooming. We went uh, two weeks ago to, to uh, the Gush on a jeep ride with my 94-year-old father. And it was just like green and the Mayan were full and the mikvahs were all open and the streams were coming out. It is the most amazing place on earth, Eretz Israel. You don't think he should want to see it? Uh, it's not whether I think I, he wants to see it or should see it, but he has direct contact all the time with God, all the time. So you think he believed that when his brother died and everybody died and all these, they're just gone at that time? They're nowhere? I'm just very, I'm reading very close to the text. There's no I'm mention guessing. of that in the text. So obviously Moshe in this text just has a desire to go in. Okay. Now, the second thing. What was the second plea? Plea number two. Okay. You've told me that I can't go in. So, I'm ready not to go into Eretz Yisrael. So just leave me. Leave me outside Eretz Yisrael. Velo almost, and I shouldn't die. Fear of death is something that's just so all-powerful in this midrashic imagination. The fear of death. You, we hang on to life. I have patients who are skin and bones, and it comes to asking them for their you know, will and testament and their, who's their POA and, and what do they want. They will hang on to life. Life is so precious when it's, you're on the border and you know when it's just teetering and you'll hang on to the breath of life. Now here's your point. Look, if I keep you alive here, what, what about the next world? And not only that, you're making my Torah into a hypocrisy because it says, No one is saved from the Satan and the death. Everyone's got to cross over. God is saying this? Yes. He's saying, again. My Torah says everyone must pass on. So if I save you, then you're making my Torah into a hypocrisy. Okay. God's not, I mean, Moshe's... It's amazing how they're using the text against each other. Moshe says, if you don't do this, I was the one that did everything. And your Torah says a man's got to be rewarded. So you're making your Torah hypocrisy. And, Mo and he throws it back at him. And if I keep you alive and I don't kill you, then you're making my Torah into a fluster by saying, 
everyone has to pass on. When you first said it, though, now you're saying when he passes on, but when you first said it, you said going to the next. So does he say going to the next? Yes, achayecha le'olam haba, to the next world, for the first time, for the first time. Now, hang on to your seats. This is getting very scary. Why don't you just leave me? Okay, you don't want to leave me like a human being because all human beings must go on to the next world. Leave me like a wild beast or an animal. Who eats grass and drinks water. And at least they still are alive and see this wonderful world. Let my soul be one of them. Omar Lo, he goes, Ravloch. You're going too far. I don't even understand what you just said. You're going too far. Ravloch. God said that, but what happened, what did Moses say? Leave me like an animal. What Don't, does that mean? Meaning, okay, you understand that human beings have to go to the next world and human beings have to pass through judgment. So don't leave, take me as a human being. Leave me as an animal here. Do you think it's because he loves so much the world here? I let you answer that. Maybe it's the fear, right? If I said to you, you have to die tomorrow... If I said you have to die tomorrow, but you can stay somewhat diminished, would you choose that? You bet. But I don't have, I daven, but I don't hear the shaman. I'm saying, were you to be in this Shakespearean drama, wouldn't you do the same? But God's response, God's response to him was rav loch. Now those are two words that he was throwing in his face like this. Rav loch. You've gone too far. Why does he say that? Yeah, why does he use those words? Who used those words? Thank you. Moshe said that to who? To Korach. Rav Loch B'nei Levi. And Hashem did not like that quick dismissal, even to the B'nei Levi. They were, because they were great Kohanim. He was the Rosh of the Shevet. How do you just dismiss him with Ravloch? You know so the like Medrash it? says, back there, Ravloch here, I'm going to give you a Ravloch. I'm going to show you a Ravloch right here. Ravloch. Too much. The only two places that it's said? Okay, so the next thing he says is, Haniach osi ba'olam hazeh ka'of. Leave me like a bird. That flies in the wind across the world. And has to grab its, its food from earth every day. And the eventide. And goes back to its nest. Let my soul be like that. It's so poetic. Moshe Rabbeinu, the holy Moshe Rabbeinu. My daughter, Tziona, once wrote a letter to the great Moshe Rabbeinu, and she was crying, and she was writing, why did you have to leave? And she wrote a letter to Moshe Rabbeinu. She was eight. She's a very holy girl. Given Shirah HaKadosh Baruch Hu, She'ein beri yecholo lahatzila mederech Scene three. Now that God says, he sees that no one can save Moses, not the heavens, not the earth. 
his entreaties. Remember, God doesn't answer that last one by the oath. He just, there's a silence. When God says that. In scene three, Moses realizes the truth and says the famous words that we say at every funeral, at every hesped. Hatsur tamim paalo. His work is tamim. Meaning? Tamim could be perfect, it could be simple, it could be pure. Hatsur is God. Tamim paalo. His work is righteous. Meaning, even though we have lost this person, right? Hatsur tamim paalo. We accept the decree from above. Moses says, we accept the decree. Scene three, acceptance. Because all his ways are not chesed, mishpat, just, black and white. No, means rules. Rules of law. Yeah, it's not justice. Well, justice is the rule of law. Mishpat. No, it's not a decree. Decree could be by fiat. Could be a tyrant makes a decree. The rule of law is the rule of justice. Eil emunah ve'ein avel tzadik ve'yoshohu. Me'asom Moshe. So what does Moshe do? Notal et He takes out from his pocket this scroll. And he's writing out the shear. What shear is he writing out? What song? Come on! My pupil. What song is he telling them to remember him? Right? Ha'azinu, he is telling them to, he's writing it out because that's his legacy. I want you to put this every child will know this song. This is the song of Ha'azinu that every child will know that will remind him. Ha'azinu ha'shamayim, hear O heavens. It's chapter 32. Go to chapter 32 and you'll see Ha'azinu. And he's writing the Megillah because he, he, he was so sure of himself he said, well, I'll put that off for another day. You know, I'll just put it in my pocket and we'll wait. Right? Page 1100 is Hazim. So now he realizes the end has come. He pulls out his Megillah. He takes out his quill. He dips it in the ink and he starts writing away furiously because he doesn't have much time left. And he hadn't completed it. And now the narrator is pushing us to the edge. It's getting like really scary. He's writing, will he make it? Won't he make it? Until the moment Shebo Yamut Moshe. He hadn't finished <clears throat> writing this song of Hazinu until the moment he had to die. But Shah, at that moment, Omar HaKadosh Baruch Gavriel, and He tells those three <coughs> angels, say Nishmato Shel Moshe. He commands upstairs, go downstairs and bring up the Neshama of Moshe. Gavriel says, Shalom. Me Shehu Shakal Kenegat Shishim Ribo. 
a man who's worth 600,000? I couldn't watch his death. Gavriel refuses. Michael, you go and bring him. My father-in-law was my Rav. He was my Rebbe. I loved him. I struggled with him. I hated him at times. He was my Rebbe. He taught me everything I knew. I was his Rav. And he was my Talmud. But I can't watch him die. I'm sorry. So now he summons the Satan himself. Save a hobby neshamashal Moshe. Me Immediately he puts on his his anger his anger eyes his angry eyes. Right, he pushes on his angry eyes. Remember that wasn't that the potato head? And here here's your lunchbox and here's your angry eyes. Right. He puts on his anger, lovashkas, v'chogacharbo, and he puts on his sword, v'nisate v'achzorios, and he dresses in his cruelty jacket. V'holoch likrososhel Moshe, kivin shero oiso shehu yoshe v'koisof shem amaforosh. And he comes and he sees Moshe's writing the shem amaforosh on, on hazinu. He's writing hazinu, v'zoya mareu doime lashemesh. And the, 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 the shining of his eyes is like the shining of the sun. He looks like an angel as he's writing the Yud Ke Vovke on the cloth. The sun is even afraid. Min Moshe. Omar, and he says to himself, Of course the Malachim couldn't do this. And before he even shows up, Moses knows that he's coming. He didn't even get a chance to get in two words to say, I've come to pick you up. He didn't get a chance. Evil men have no place here. Get thee forth. Go away. Ma Sepakan, what are you doing here? Omalo, little nishmascha, bossy. I came to take your nishama. Omalo, Misha Girch Omalo, Misha Barakalabrios. Who told you to do that? Oh, he who invented all souls. Omalo, Enaton, no tell nishmasi. You ain't gonna take my soul, you Russia. Omalo, cowboy, alom nishmasa masrumlia. Excuse me, I am the Grim Reaper. All souls have to go through me. Amalo yeshli koach v'chol elom. I have the power. Moses says, ma kocha. He says, I have the power to prevent you. And then he says, yeah, what's your power? And then Moshe goes into this biography of himself. Ani ben Amram. Do you see that? <clears throat> I am Amram speech. I put that on the right. Samael's delighted to pick up his neshama. And now he comes and Moses goes, excuse me. And this is the I am Amram speech. I came out of my mother already circumcised. They didn't need to circumcise me. And the day I was born, I was talking to my mother and I was walking on my legs. I was precocious. 
and I didn't have to drink from her milk. And when I was three months, I was already prophesying. And I could see ahead that one day I would receive the Torah from a burning bush of fire. And when I was just a young boy, I walked into Pharaoh's palace. And I grabbed the crown from his head and I put it on mine. When I was 80, and I did all those miracles in Mitzrayim. I took out 600,000 yidin. The karate esayom, and I split the sea. Remember, we learned that. It wasn't just one. It was 12 shvilim. And you'll see that when you do the Haggadah. It was 12 paths, right? And I turned the bitter waters into sweet. And I walked the Shvile de Rakia. I walked the paths of heaven. I was up there for 40 days and I sit under the fire. And I spoke to him. Imo. I spoke to him. Face to face. And I was I survived all that. And I revealed those secrets from upstairs down here. I received the Torah from God's right hand. And I taught Am Israel the Torah. I made war with Og and Sichon. Let's he's making the argument that condemned him in the first place. Yeah. Right? Ironically. Me Yesh Baboy Oilam Shayoko Lasso's cane. Lech Rasha. How dare you? You think that you, anyone in this world, could could now take my neshama after where I've been? Mikan brach no li. I'm not giving you my soul. I'm not giving up the ghost. Miyat He's a little tittle tattle. And he goes right upstairs to the front desk. Go back. I told you to go. Now go back. And then he put on another garment of cruelty. And he stands by Moshe. Now Moses gets angry. You didn't hear? I told you my biography. I, now he gets angry. Now watch what's going on. It's like battle of the heroes. He takes the mate in his hand, which of course has God's name written on it, so it's very magical. He hits Samael with all his might. And he started chasing him. And he took the two horns of light from between his eyes. The Iver et Enov, and he blinded the Samael. Ad Khan also Moshe. End of that scene. <clears throat> so things are not going very well around here. God is not getting what he wants. Moses is resisting, even though he accepted the Gazardin. We're now two scenes later, nothing ain't happening.
Soif Rega. And at the next scene, scene five, Yotsasa Basko. That echo comes back. The Omro. Hikia Sof Misosecha. This is the end. This is your death. Oma Moshe Lifani Akrushbo. Ribonishlan. One more speech. You remember that day you met me at Har Sinai on the top of that mountain? I'm sorry, on the t- by the burning bush. And you told me, go, and, go, 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 go to Pero and tell him I'm taking him out. You remember that day I was on the top of Har Sinai? 40 days and 40 nights? Please. On those two occasions, we were face to face. Bevakasha, please. I'll Tim Sereni be ad Malachamovis. Don't 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 give me over to some Malachamovis, to some Shamus. You and I spoke face to face. Please. Yotasor Baskol. The Batkol came down. The Omra. Al Titiori. Do not be afraid. Ani Beatsmi Mitapel Bacha. I myself will take care of you. But Oysashar, Omat Moshe, the Kidesh Atzmo, Kisrafim, the Yarada Kodesh Boruchu Mishmesha Maimal Yonim, Lito Nishmoso Shal Moshe. Shlosha Malachi Asharasimo. So God now comes down himself, with three servants, Michael, Gabriel, and Zagzagel. Michael Michael prepared the beer. Gabriel He prepared the spread of the linen. Zagzagel Miraglosov. Michael Mitzadechad, Gabriel Mitzadechad, one on each side. So God says to Moshe, Moshe, close your eyes. Moshe, put your hands on your chest. Put your legs together. He did. So now, Moses himself is ready. So God is now summoning the Neshama. Biti, my daughter, may of Eshim Shana Ketzavticho, I hewed you out for 120 years in this body. Hey, Yosef Begufashil Moshe, Achshav Higia Kitzech Lotzeit, Tsei Al Ta'acheri. Come, don't tarry. Come, come back. I put you here for 120. Time has come. End of time. Come. Now you think that's it? Oh no. Amrulafonov. <laughs> Two things. Two more speeches. Amrulafonov. I know you're the big chief. Big chief. You're the big boss. You're you're in charge. I know. You're you're, you're the god of all the ruchos. The column the foshos. Yes, all the foshos. You're, you're the big chief. Yes, everyone. Bows to you and everyone comes through your yeah, 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 yeah. Vyat Barasani, and yes, yes, you created me. Vyat Yitzartani, and you fashioned me. 
Yes, yes, I agree. You, you did that. However, is, is, is there a body that's more pure than him? Never saw anything inappropriate all his days. Lo rima, tolas, not a worm. I don't want to leave. Moshe and his neshama are two separate things. Moshe said, I accept it. That's his head. <clears throat> now God summons the neshama. Neshama says, no, not so fast. I don't want to leave him. I'm going to put you up there so high you'll be right under my throne. Omra Lafonov, just fasten your seatbelts for this one. Her response to him. You think I'm impressed by that? <laughs> From that place up there, Yordushnei Malachim, Uza and Uzael. Two bad guys, Malachim. The Chomdu Benos Arotos, and they fell in love with the women of the land. The Hishchisu Darkom, Allah Oretz, and they corrupted mankind. Those were the giants in, in Genesis 3, right? And you have to punish them by suspending them in this purgatory between heaven and earth. Ben Amram. So they got seduced by the women of the world. They got uh, these two very, very high angels came down to earth and started, started cohorting with women. Ben Amram. It's the first place we learn that he was celibate. It's for him, Rabbah. He never went to his wife from the day you, 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 you were on Har Sinai. Shinema, as Miriam and Aaron were criticizing him, by Tadabe, Miriam, Aaron, and Moshe, what, and what were they criticizing? Al odos ha'isha ha'kushit asher lokoch, ki usha kushit lokoch. Now that meant, because of this Kushite woman he had married, but the, that's the pshat, but here it's quite clear <coughs> over the fact that he did not engage with her after Sinai. A very interesting pshat, that he was celibate after that. I'm sorry, I, I refuse. And now we come to the high point of the whole act. God has been defied by his angels. The Samael has failed. Moshe is exceeding now because he's failed in his attempt to be, stay alive outside of Israel, alive like an, uh, uh, like an animal, alive like a bird. No. He's failed in his arguments about living with all the sorrows of Am Israel. He's failed in his arguments. And now even the Neshama says, it's not good enough for me up there. That place that you send people... Nothing comes close to the body of Moshe. God kissed him. Well, what is a kiss? My Shver used to say that at Mises Nashika, he said this about his Shver. He said this about Rabbi Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Rif Oliver Shalom, that he was there at his death. And he died al-misas neshika. 
Neshika, he said, when we were created, God breathed into us Nishmas Chaim. Vayipach Ba'apov, he blew into his mouth the breath of life. Then the last breath, if you deserve it and you are merited and you're zoicha to it, you get sucked out with a kiss. The breath is sucked out. How? Mouth to mouth, a kiss. There's no greater way of dying. Neshoko HaKadosh Baruch Hu V'natal Nishmoso B'Neshikas Peh And that's what it means Vayomos Moshe Alpi Hashem This whole long Baroque Medrash only came to interpret one word Alpi Hashem And Moses died by the mouth of God, not the metaphor of God's command, but the literal lips of God kissed him and sucked out his neshama. And God cried. He cried. And those last psukim, that there was never a prophet like Moses, which he didn't write, came from the Ruach HaKodesh. And Joshua is running, looking for his Rebbe. Moshe, Moshe, my Rebbe. And he couldn't find it. And the Malachim, who don't have us good in mind, God did the right thing. They don't like us. Yisrael Omrim, and this is what we say at every funeral. Yavo shalom yanuchu al mishkevotam, holech nechocha zeche tzadik livrocha, v'nishmato lechaye olam haba. And that ends the Midrash to the Torah. The death of Moshe Rabbeinu. The death of Moshe Rabbeinu. I've given you the Cairo Gneza version for you to read tonight, and that's the Midrash on Deuteronomy 34. Just to compare and contrast, since the Cairo Geniza is a 9th century text that explains it. And I hope that we all have a Nechama and that I, who witnessed this Misas Nashika, was going to say this Torah at the Hesped, but after 2 hours and 44 minutes of other Torahs, I didn't feel I could trouble the people anymore. And so I didn't, so I give it to you tonight. Thank you very much.